the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the hit show heard every Saturday from four to seven, Black and White Radio. Um, ho, ho, ho. I got I, I got to tell you guys, uh, I left here yesterday. I was fired up. I, I I still wanted another hour to tussle with the fields of Blue Island and 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 the troublemaker who caused so much trouble yesterday. I had to take two one twenty lights yesterday because that's how quickly I got aggravated about some of the stuff that we were discussing about assimilation. You know, I, I know we got um, Congressman Mike Boss coming up, um, I believe it's at 412. So, um, I, want, I definitely want to re-engage that conversation because when I left, I thought about some stuff about assimilation that I can bring it on home to you to show you why assimilation is very important um, in, our, in our everyday life and why America should still, or those who come to America should still assimilate to who we are as a country, to understand our values, to understand the respect of our constitution, to understand, you know, you know I, I think it's very important that when you come to another country that you do not belong to in order to survive, in order to thrive, because when you look at it, and I'm going to say it just like this, I'll never forget growing up in the hood, and you you from the hood too, Valon, what do we have on every corner in our neighborhoods? A convenience store, a convenience liquor store. store. Were they black owned? Back in the day, they were. Not mine. Well, back when I was, man, my my. Uh, well, I had one, Miss Miss. Well, I guess we had two in the end, uh, Miss Miss Mac and Miss Miss Rollers, Miss Roller, uh, Miss Rolly. I forgot her last. Well, name. I'm from two neighborhoods, 83rd Anthony and 93rd Laughlin, and we. It was all black owned back when yeah. I was 10 years old. It was black owned. Yeah, yeah, that's. But you know, I, I definitely want to reengage with you, troublemaker, because. Because I, I I think that's a very important conversation because when, as as you look across what's happening in America, you see um, people not respecting the values of who we are as Americans, and they're bringing whatever they whatever they have or whatever they believed in their country, they're bringing it to our country. And and what, I still believe the immigrant will help save America should they assimilate into who we are as Americans. Um, but, I, but one of the things that because a lot of the people that come from, you know, um, communistic countries, countries of oppression, um, I think they get lost in translation uh, when they come to America. And, and we have to fix that. You know, I, I, I don't care if you want to continue your traditions, but understand we're still America. 
This is still America. The great, I, I keep saying it, the greatest country. The, and the reason why America is so great and it's so hard to defeat who we are as Americans is because you cannot defeat an idea. America, it was, 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 a, was, a, was a, God, good Lord, a great idea of, of what a nation should be and how it should represent. Because the power derives from the people, not from our hierarchical leadership. Well, I got to disagree with you a little bit because uh, Phil had a point yesterday when he said when we assimilated fully to the to America with the and and before we assimilated, we wasn't participating in all the violence and all of the statistics that we're being tagged with today. When we had African values that, you know, we had African values, even though they broke us down and took all of our worth away from us like i said our speak our name our cuisine you know we turned slave food the scraps from the dinner table into soul food but when they took everything away from us we still had black values before they called us black I, i'm gonna say african values and we were I a ain't better, african we well whatever we were american we were a better people a stronger people before we were robbed of our culture and you got to give Africans one thing John yeah, what's that you don't see Africans the ones that's who don't coming like over black, here, who don't no, like black it, Americans I, I, I'm just t- I'm just saying this one thing you don't see Africans committing the crimes and all of the things that our black people are tagged with today Africans have culture they stay in a community they work they go to school they're the third smartest people this is it's Chinese then it's Indians, then it's Africans. I'm not putting they, anybody above they who I am. Stay in school. Don't well, hey, <laughs> it's the truth. If you look at the statistics, it's all three yeah. of them. And okay. they, hey man, and look. Hey, wait, wait, we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation. But but you know, you 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 know what's happening in our country. You see it. You saw this one point seven trillion dollar um budget bill that was passed. Uh I, I, I think it's going to be a huge problem. I think I think what the Republicans that voted for this I think they took away leverage uh, for the incoming uh, Congress with uh, I don't know who's going to be the leader, Kevin McCarthy. Or who, I, we don't know at this moment, but I think I think they took a huge leverage away from this incoming Congress um, at, to, to, to actually create a budget that's that, that I guarantee you wouldn't be this one point seven million bill trillion monstrosity. And I mean, before we bring our next guest on, I want you to hear. Uh, something that Kevin McCarthy said. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Kevin <laughs> McCarthy. Know, you know, know this. Uh-huh. But uh, we, we talked about it yesterday. I guess it was a guest that called in and talked about, uh, or actually, uh, the border walls and, and how we're, we're, we're not sending any money to America, but we're sending it to th- these other countries. And I want you to hear what Kevin McCarthy said, and then I'll bring in our guest. Here we go. Because in this bill that you say you put people before politics... You put $410 million for border security in Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. You will fund walls and technology to protect the Middle East, but not to protect America. That's insane. More to, joining us to talk more about this is my friend, my form, former office mate, my former uh, seatmate in, in the Illinois General Assembly, Congressman Mike Boss of the 12th Congressional District. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show, sir. 
Well, John, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. I really, really do. I um, miss you so much, brother. I really, really I miss, miss you. you. Too, man. <laughs> let's um, get let's get right to it, Congressman. What the heck is happening in DC? I mean, this one point seven trillion dollars. I mean I think I think you explained it best when you said the Republicans that voted for this in the Senate. Okay, first off, the Senate could have stopped it just by remaining neutral, or at least then the Democrats would have wore it. Okay? Um, they could have passed it. They would have took the vice president to come in and, and, and pass it. That being said, but we had, what, 18? 18. Republicans? 18. Um, something that's really surprised me. However, don't forget that there's over 2,500 Members projects, we would refer to them in Illinois as members projects. Mm-hmm. Some people refer to them as, as, as uh, uh, earmarks, some of it. And, and, they, and they may be very fine projects. Yeah. But it, was, it, it, is, it, as, it is as big as a build, build, build back boat plan. <laughs> and, and, and I'm telling you, you know it with the inflation that we're seeing. All of a sudden we're pumping this much money again, yeah. $1.7 trillion dollars again and the the people spoke yes. now your listeners some of them may have voted republican some might have voted democrat but the, but by the time it was said and done the votes were counted and the house is in republicans hands that's right now let me explain this never in the history of our nation has a uh, omnibus bill the size of this or any omnibus bill been passed during a lame duck session. And maybe, just maybe, something that needs to be looked at is a piece of legislation that says no, no language, no legislation can be moved after, after the election by a lame duck session yeah. unless all four corners... Yeah. The House Republican, the Senate Republican, the Demo- the, the Republic- Democrat in the House, the Democrat in the Senate, the leaders all agree to move it forward because Kevin McCarthy would stop this one. Yeah. Has, that, know, been, has that been introduced? Has, it, has, has anybody introduced that? It, that is, it is not, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking to my staff about yeah. introducing it now. I love because, it. Because this is ridiculous. I don't care if you're Republican or you're Democrat. When the House changes... It has been a clear message that we don't do stuff like this. Right. There's little things that get moved. You know, you always you're always scared about a lame duck session. Correct. But this was blatant. Yeah. Blatant and and loaded with stuff that we can't afford right now. Right. We just can't afford it. Yeah. And, and, China's going to own our debt, and they're going to oh. own us. And I'm going to tell you what I, I listened to your last last talk, that last uh, guest, and I'm going to tell you. You think it's bad now? Let China own us and see what your rights are. Come on. That's true. Right. Well, That's sir, true, sir. Aren't you being a little disingenuous? Like I, I've hear a lot of nope. hosts beat up on. Nope. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. One second. One second. One second. Okay. All right. I hear a lot of hosts beat up on like uh, Marco Rubio. Okay, he voted right. for this, but right. Rubio you, voted for this. Yes, he did vote for this. Yep, he did. So did, so did Lindsey Graham. Yeah, Lindsey Graham too. Don't. But oh, good. Throw him in too. But don't you understand? You knew in the beginning somebody like Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham are Warhawks. And when they hear $750 billion goes to the military, of course they're going to vote for it. Of course. Right. So let's stop being disingenuous wait, 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 and wait, he's former Mar- Marine. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> he's former Marine. Uh, yeah. I, understand, I understand, but I'm just saying, you know these people. This. You know these hold people. On, hold on, let, let me, okay. 
Understand. Okay. I am a I am a a uh, defense hawk as well. I really am. I'm a defense hawk because I guarantee you, if we don't make the investment, we can't defend ourselves against our biggest threat, which is not Russia; it's China. Come on. That being said, that being said, the real problem is, as a defense hawk. I should have been able to be involved, not necessarily to raise the defenses, but to block some of those other things that were in there besides the tips. Hey, and hey. and the people had already spoken. I'm not being disingenuous with that. Right. We were elected as the majority. Now, the question is, is, is Kevin McCarthy going to be the leader? I believe he is. I believe there's a few short-sighted <laughs> people that, that are... Never mind. We're going into great detail on that. So. Hey, hey, Congressman, we got we got to go to break. I want you to hold because okay. I want I want to get into Twitter, Elon Musk, and what's happening and and what's what is Congress going to do about these social media companies and government coming together to collude to interfere not only in our elections but just 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 helping to destroy who we are as Americans. I I, I think something has to be done. Um, with this from a from a federal perspective. And I want to get your thoughts on that when we get back, okay? Wonderful. All right. Yeah. You, you listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back more with Congressman Mike Boss. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I mean, to be totally frank, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. Is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true, and if not more true than people thought. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Before the break, we were talking to Congressman Mike Boss from the 12th Congressional District. Um, Congressman, you just heard Elon Musk say, you know, everything you thought about that was happening at Twitter was happening. And it's probably even more, even greater than what you thought. And I think back, I think back through all from, from, from Trump being president, he was right about every single thing. I know people might not have uh, liked the way he complained about it, but he was right about every single thing. Am I right or am I wrong, Congressman? Well, I'm going to tell you, you might not like his personality, but his policies were correct. His policies... The only thing, remember, the only thing he and I disagreed on was letting Rod Bogoyevich out of jail. Correct. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I mean, that, that was it. Yeah. We, we had a great conversation about it. But, and, and, and he and I still communicate. Yeah. Um, we, we uh, you know, he endorsed me the last time. I remember. Um, I've, got a, I've got a district that, that definitely uh, leans towards the Trump ideas and the principles that were set forth. Yeah. They might not like the late night tweets. Right. They might not like, like the New York personality. But... You know, if, if here's the problem. When I see what we've done in the crash in Afghanistan and, and the the economy, uh, the fuel prices, the, the list goes on and on. I can take a bad tweet now and again. Yeah, I'm with you. If we could reverse it, I, I mean that's 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 me, and I think it's a majority of my district. Yeah. Now that being said, I don't know where we're going from here. Um, you know, because because, you know, the Republican Party has to get together and, and they can't be cutting each other's throats and everything like that. Um, and, and we don't even know who we're going to be running against because we don't know if it's president going to be there. Correct. But back to Elon Musk, but back to Elon Musk and what he's discovered. Look, social media, anything that has grown as big as social media before whether it was electric grid or whether it was the uh, any monopoly. 
there, there was some kind of government oversight. Yeah. But there was no government oversight here. And one of the things we hold near and dear is that freedom that is the First Amendment of our Constitution. That's freedom of speech. You might not like what I say, but unless I'm screaming fire in a theater, freedom of speech is there and available. Amen. You might not agree with it, but to allow some woke group of people operating a social media platform to determine what people can hear and can't hear. I mean, it was amazing to me the, the amount of things that my wife would show me. I'm not a big social media person. Okay, I have to do it because of the but but Tracy, she she well, she likes to push. She likes to present her ministry, and you know who yeah, she I is do. and yeah. why she does that yeah. based on her faith. Um, but she would see different things, and all of a sudden she'd say, "Hey, let look at this," and boom, it went away. Wow. Well, listen. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. No, no, I'm. A, no, no, I'm done. I'm oh, done. Okay, well, listen, I respect everything that Elon Musk is doing, but also I respect what the previous owners did because it's a private company. I'm not going to tell a private company what they can and can't do. I don't want them going b- before a judge. I don't want Congress getting in the business of a private company. I understand. We last, moved the, Section the, 230 the, then. The last three, four weeks, we found out that each tech company literally has a deep state within it. But guess what? If the owners allow it, they allow it. Don't use it. That's as, that's what I think. We move to Section 230. Here's, here's, let, me, let, me, let me explain the difference on that. Once a company climbs to a place where no one else can compete in the zone, that's when we, that's when we in the United States rule in monopoly. Yep. And there is a, I think it's a 932. Is that 932 clause that, that we kept talking about implementing? And the Democrats were the ones that were talking about implementing originally. Well, and that was basically, we would, we would control, but they couldn't shut it down. They right. didn't have the ability. And then all of a sudden the Democrats saw the opportunity. During, during, when this was all, all going on early on, I think it was during the Obama administration, they were talking about watching the social media. They might be able to be do this. It might be able to do that. Then all of a sudden Trump came in and they, the Democrats changed their opinion. The Republicans were the exactly. ones that wanted freedom, you know, keep it, keep it freedom, keep it free, keep it free because they're, they're private companies. But the problem is just like we did with the power grids in the United States and all of these other things, phone lines, telephone lines, best example. Once it becomes a monopoly, it becomes Used to be the monopoly was it could charge you more money, but if that that means it can take away your right to pursue happiness. But in this case, it takes away a more important right, and that's the right of free speech. And, 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 and now and all of a sudden, and Congressman, government yeah. was helping direct that though with with Twitter and Facebook because when the FBI went to visit them, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg sat with Joe Rogan and basically said the FBI came to us. Baker, Bar- Barack Obama's former guy, they're all at Twitter. I mean, that's that's a big difference. You, you, if you want to do that, remote. So here's the, here's the here's the, here's the concern I have. Who controls the FBI? Is the FBI a true, free, independent agency following the Constitution, or, or did they become more like some other countries that all of a sudden the head right. of the government controls them? And that's a concern. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a, I, I don't ever use the term Gestapo or anything. Right. I'm not going to say that. Right. 
But I do know that what we're discovering, and that's why, remember, our, our forefathers gave us the right in Congress of oversight. Correct. And that's why not only are we going to look at this, but th- a lot of this leads down to a real problem when our government agencies are being used as political weapons against Democrats, Republicans, or independents. That's a problem. Yeah. That's uh, a problem. So, um, governor, I mean, that's governor. <laughs> oh, I may be calling some. I said governor. Nope. Never going never, never to do that. We, we got about a minute left. Um, so will you become chairman of uh, any committees? Are you, get, you got your eye on any of them? Which one? No, I, I, I've already, I've already been uh, the, the uh, that's done by the steering committee. Yeah. I was a ranking member for the VA committee. I will be chairman uh, of the VA committee. Nice. Uh, I have to go through the entire committee. We won't make those votes until we elect the speaker. Yeah. yeah, I think we will elect Kevin McCarthy. Uh, a majority, of, you know, I mean, these six, um, as I as I said before, and 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 a couple of them, I'm really surprised that that's where they're at yeah. right now. Yeah. Because the thing is, if, if you're going to not vote for the speaker, then you need to be willing to say what's the reason right. and how is that corrected, especially when you have a small minority. Right. And they won't give, they won't show the end game. And that's a problem. And that's why you also see something very unique that's happened. Uh, one, you've seen President Trump come out and said, vote for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. You've seen a lot of the talk show hosts come out and vote for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. But I'll tell you an inside something that happened inside our conference. Marjorie Taylor Greene got caught, got up and started speaking in favor of Kevin McCarthy and why we needed to stay united behind Kevin McCarthy. She was yielded time wow. by many other members and got to speak a long time. Right behind her was Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace stood up and said, folks, here's another reason to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Nancy Mays have never agreed on anything. Oh. But we agree on this. Wow. 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 <laughs> that was, everybody went, yep. Wow. Hey, you know what? I may, I may want to be your guest this year um, in D.C. for the, for the um, um, uh, State of the Union or something like that. I'll, 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 I'll reach right. out to you. I, will right. lo- I know I was supposed to do All it a couple right. years out. ago. I'd love to have you. Yeah. Uh, you. I love you, brother. I miss you. Uh, we gotta, you we've too, been apart for too long, brother. I'll, we we got to stop that. Yep. All right, my friend. Congressman, Thanks for having me on. No I, problem. I appreciate it. No problem. Congressman Mike Boss from the 12th Congressional District of Illinois. Thanks so much for joining us. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday, the Black and White Radio, with my partner, the troublemaker, Valon Galloway. What's up? Yeah, you know how to call trouble. I thought that was a. I, I love Mike Boss, man. Um, you remember who? Do you know who he was? No. He's the guy that threw the papers in the air, and he was like, "Let my people go." Oh, oh yeah about the me. about the Second Amendment uh, concealed carry and all that. They were debating that. Oh, okay, and he's a strong two A guy. Um, he that's who that was. I, I just want people like him and others to, you know, just acknowledge reality. You know, you're not gonna get a clean bill. That, I wanted to take another run at him. You know, you're not gonna get a clean bill because you won't get your defense funding, and you won't get other things that conservatives really care but, about people are gonna get theirs i don't think that's being disingenuous though because i mean especially somebody like mike boss he's one of the he's, he's one of the few good well, one of the three 
congressman we have here, Republican. One thing about, like he said, listen, I know him. I'm, he, we were seatmates. We were office mates. I got to know him really well. And he's he's right. I think he's more of a, a war hawk than Graham and, and Rubio and all these guys. And yet he was he, he still stood on, on on the principle that this bill is bad. So I, guess what? Because you know what you know what I did on those poison bills. Yeah. I voted no. Okay. I don't care what was in it. Okay. That's that. You know, we don't have we don't have these representatives who represent the people anymore. They represent their own interests. They and I guarantee you, a lot of that money is going to go overseas. It's going to go to some. Some foreign something company, and guess what's going to happen? These people that voted for that bill, their cousins, their mamas, their daddies, their brothers, the Uncle BBs and Uncle Bebes, they're going to go to these countries and they're going to become rich. I don't deny. That's what happens. I don't deny any of that. But who who did Rush Limbaugh say he was? What do you mean? He said he was the mayor of Realville. Yeah, he's passed on now. So now I'm the mayor of Realville. I understand that what you're talking about is not going to happen. People are going to vote for. Whatever they are passionate about, and Marco Rubio. But they're Rubio, not passionate about they this are stuff. Pa- Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham are passionate about war. Dude, they're all actors, man. Okay, I'm yeah. telling you. All right, you you, you got to do this. There's a lot of acting goes on. Villain, I promise you, go shadow your congressman. Go shadow and 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 watch how the bacon is really made. All this stuff, man, tr- dude. It's it's a different animal when you're behind the scenes. It's I, a I totally different animal. I behind, believe you behind the scenes. I believe you. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's oh, let's go to Daniel from Wisconsin. Daniel, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. John Anthony, how you doing, Joe? Hello, John Anthony. Yes, yes, sir. You're you're a gentleman. Thank you. That blonde guy. <laughs> I don't know why you're with him. <laughs> are you the one that are you are you the one that says you're an American Indian? Yes, sir. My oh, father okay. was. Well, let me ask you a question. No, 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 wait. I called you. Okay, yeah, go I called ahead. you, Blonde. Go, right. go ahead. Slow down. All right. Go ahead, Daddy. You know, you insulted me and my family, my people, yesterday. Uh huh. Saying I'm half white, I'm half Indian. Okay. Then you're insulting me because I'm white. You call me a white supremacist? Yeah. I said assimilation yeah. is oh, wait, akin. Wait, wait. Come on, let me finish. Let me finish. You know, you insult white people. Did you understand there was 650,000 men that died for you? No, that's a lot. Hold on. Let him finish. Died for you. Do you know how many women cried because their husbands were dead? Do you know how many children didn't have their daddy that came home? Come on, man. Yeah, all right. Okay, now listen. Listen. Now, I'm half Indian. I'm glad I don't have to live in a teepee. I'm simulated. I'm glad I don't have to make moccasins out of deer skin. Okay? Jesus Christ. And I'm glad I can run a chainsaw with gasoline. Let me ask you a question. I'm sorry. You didn't riff long enough. Go ahead. Are you happy with the way the Catholic Church used to whip your people into assimilation? The half Indian that you are, the half of you, are you happy about that? The way the Catholic Church beat the hell out of your people until they assimilated? Are you happy about the way the Canadians have like right whipping now. houses that whip your you people like into Phil. assimilation? Villain, you sound like I understand Phil. you want to back the man up. I'm asking him a question. No, he's gone. Then, he's gone, Villain. He's gone. Oh, uh, see, yeah, he wanted to riff and then jump off the phone, but, coward. But Villain, you, you sound like Phil. No. You're going, but the, oh, wait, see, wait, 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 wait. You're going back to 
How, how many? How many centuries ago now? It don't matter. It does matter. Because, oh because it matters. It no, matters a lot. Okay, man, okay let's okay. You let this guy riff and then jump off the phone. Craig, Teresa, Jim, hold the line. Villan, here's, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's a question. Wait, here's, wait, hold on. Here's a question. I come to your house. I'd come right into your refrigerator without asking you, make myself a meal. I take my shoes off, put my feet up on the on the thing, uh, on, on your sofa. Oh, I put it on your table. I make a huge mess. I come in. I, I do whatever I want to do when I come in your house. Would you allow that? I have friends. I got no, friends that do that. But would you allow that? I, I, I did. I got friends. That you, do. You, so you don't have any Go rules. Go straight Wait, to my out, refrigerator. Do you have any rules in your house at your home? Yeah. So if, if if I came into your house and broke any one of those rules, what would you do to me? What rule? I, I any, let, whatever your rules are for your house. I tell them, man, so, you can't do that. Oh, why? It's my house. So they have to assimilate to what your culture is in your house. It's a difference. No, between, no, 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 no. I'm it's sure, a difference I'm, between a house okay, I bought okay. and this country. This is no, no, all no, no, of no, our no. house. You're missing the point of assimilation. So here, I used to work on an assimilation team in church. I, I used to do that a lot, right? Let's say I go to a church that they believe in this whole speaking of tongues. I don't believe in it, right? Should I go into that church and tell them they have to change or should I find another church? Find another church. You missing you missing you missing with what you're answering. No, it's a church. No, it's assimilation. It's going to a place. You don't no, have wait, rights on, time in out, that time church. Time out. No, time out. Really? You don't have really rights from the constitution that's provided to you, so you in that church Churches or have in my house. Churches have constitutions. Yeah, but the no. constitution of the United you, States you don't apply in that church. You missing the point. You think the, you think anybody should come into America who I personally don't believe you don't have, you shouldn't have a single right when you come into America illegally. You shouldn't have one single right. You should be shipped back to wherever you belong. Okay, that's cool. I don't care where you belong. That's bro. fine, but that don't happen. That's not happening. So yeah. let's live in now. Okay, so. And can I respond to that dude oh, that, that said 650,000 650, people died for me? That's a damn lie. Number one, the, the, uh, uh, the Civil War was not fought over slavery, dummy. It was fought because of land expansion. The North wanted to take well, land from the out. South. Okay. And number that's two. That re- that's part of that revisionist history. And you, you read number up. You and two. Field's history, though. Taxing. You and Field's history. Taxing. Wait, wait. Listen. Time out. Time out. Time out. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. You and Field's revisionist history. See, th- see, this is why. Villain, do you understand what's happening in our country right now? Yeah. You see how they're trying to remove history, yeah. remove statues, remove... You know why? Because because in a, in, a, in a later day, they'll be able to revise the history of what happened today. Because now we don't have the marker or the remembrance of what happened yesterday. Can I say one well, thing? Hold on, tell out. We don't have the memory of what happened yesterday, so all we have is what they tell us at that moment. Can, you're, what you're saying about 600,000 people died, it was a part of slavery. Can slavery I was, respond? No. Excuse me. Number- Wait, time out. Hold on, brother. You have to understand. You have to understand, brother. Slavery was a part of why we fought the Civil War. Byproduct. You know who else agrees with me? The host of this show. The host of this show agrees with me. They didn't even let slaves fight in the war until a year and three months after the war started. Okay, Vilan. Okay, can I ask you a question? Where do you get your information from? I read. From where? The internet? No, that you look it up on a computer right now. Okay. Slaves didn't enter the war until a year Wait, and three okay. months Vlad, after. Vlad, bring it down. Why you know what I mean? This I know, dude Vlad, gonna tell me. Vlad, 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 bring it down. Take a deep breath. You listen. You listening to the Shanta? 
Listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. <laughs> I like that. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Villan has calmed down. I, I offered him a 120 life, but he didn't want to take it because I think his blood pressure just shot through the roof. Um, what was it about Daniel's call that got, got under your skin? It's a lie that 650,000 people, who's more like 800,000 people, died for me. I'm so sorry, but they you didn't need die to, for me because I wasn't there. You need me either, but he needs to go and revisit history. Slaves didn't get a chance to fight until a year and three months after the war was started. It was fought because of land expansion and taxes. I read the succession letters. The South was scared that slavery would end, but it wasn't. You know that was just a byproduct. It was they want to take their land no, no, no. and tax See, them. That's where you're wrong. Wrong. Um, th- there were th- probably three major reasons why they, they had the disagreement over slave and free slaves. They had a remember it was about state rights and federal rights, and it was about Lincoln and him coming in and the economy. Those were a lot of the different reasons of why the the Civil War started. And and when you can't say what he said is a lie if you're calling it a byproduct. It's not a byproduct. It was one of the major reasons why war was launched. It was. That's that's historical. That's factual. Lincoln wrote and spoke. You don't and, like and, Lincoln, and, and, though. And, and, no, I, no, I don't. <laughs> but he said, I couldn't end slavery if I wanted to. And he wrote after that, if it was any way to save the Union, right. he would keep slavery. Wait, let, really quickly. Let's let's let's. How much time do I have, Pistol Pete? Because I don't want to. Right, we got we got two minutes. I'm gonna need you guys to go through this real quick. Rich from Indian Head Park, uh, Joe Pesci. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, Johnny. How you doing? How you doing? How's it going? Well, Mike, you calm down now. Yeah, I'm calm, man. Okay. All right. You guys were talking about uh, assimilating to uh, to this country and conforming to it. Well, we make it too easy because when these people come here, uh, they just go to neighborhoods that speak their language and have their same uh, same customs. So uh, we make it easy for them. They don't need to. They don't need to uh, uh, talk our language or anything. They have representatives if they need something. And not only that, the manufacturers, if you buy something that needs to be put together, it's all in all the different languages. If you want them to uh, conform to our customs, then just put everything in English. But that's not how it is in this country. They make it too easy for that. Yeah. Well, so that's what I think about uh, conforming the stuff. Yeah. Do you have one quick thing I wanted to ask you guys? Go ahead. Uh, do you know there's two types of criminals that are in Illinois, according to Pritzker? What are they? There's the poor criminal and the one who has money. Uh, oh. Because that's how he justifies the no bail. Yeah. He says he doesn't want people to sit in there. Uh, they committed, uh, you know, a small crime. Right. What's a small crime versus a big crime? Which they don't. It's no sense to me. Which they don't. It's no sense to me. Thank you so a much. Crime is a crime. Thank you so much, Rich. Uh, let's go to Victor from Midway. Victor. Hello, John. Hey, how you doing? I just, uh, <laughs> I had to call in. I, I respect you. I've been listening to you for a long time, but. I'm completely convinced that Verlon is undercover Democrat because all everybody <laughs> hears this guy talk. All he pushes is racial division, just like a Democrat, and he's going off of fake facts. Right. I mean, for one, yes, over six hundred thousand people did die to free slaves. For two, he needs to check his history 
and go back to school because if he did, he would see that Irish people were slaves True. before African Americans for a longer period of time and during a poor time in America's history. So guess who probably got treated worse? You talking about shorting oh. the pants, yeah, Irishman? You. you talking about shorting okay. the pants, Irishman? One more question. Yeah, wait, one hold, on, more hold, on, question. hold on, go ahead. Go ahead, Victor. Real quick. How long has uh, Verlon been a Republican voter? Verlon? Since I was 18 years old, I've never voted Democrat except for in the city of Chicago where there are no there's no Republicans running. OK, any other. Did questions? you go to public high school? Yeah, I did. I went to CPS. Yes, I did. OK, well, then that explains your. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. So, so, I bet you, you, so I bet we, we you won't call break. in and tell Sean that. I bet you won't call and tell Sean that he's wrong. He agrees with me, Victor. Uh, Craig, Teresa, Jim, Chuck, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. To the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, who I am sure he's probably like, what the heck did I allow into my show today, Flan? Uh, you sure you don't need this 120 life? Uh-uh. Uh, I, you, you let me know if you need one, because I'll definitely uh, get you one. Because, I'm all uh, good. I'm yeah, just yeah. waiting for the next guy to oh, upset I, me. I think we may have the next guy on, on the line. Please let me respond to okay. him but, face but, to can, face and can, not just click okay. him off. Can you... Like, you know, All take right. a deep breath first. I am, I am. Hey, thank you for that. All right. Let's go to Dave from Niles. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Dave, you there? I hear Hello, something. Dave, I I'm hear. Here. There you go. Yeah, I'm here. Great program. By the way, uh, all I want to be able to say is that I, I studied a lot about Abraham Lincoln. If the position is that Abraham Lincoln took on all that pressure, ran for political office, Became president of the United States, went through all that emotional hell for two, yep. for one term, and then part of a second term, uh, uh, guiding our country, and then took a bullet to the head, all for a land grab. That's right. That makes you. If someone says that, that makes them a useful idiot for revisionist history. Okay, don't get and off. That's the why point. you're right. And and the other thing is that's why they want to pull down the Abraham Lincoln statues, yep. etc. Uh, you don't get your you don't get your history on Google. Okay, you research it and you wait, look at material. Let him finish. Uh, I mean, man. Okay, let him finish. Okay, okay. Number one, he was a forever politician. He ran what three times before he won. And number two, no. He was the oh, man hey, that hey, overcame hey, bankruptcy. Hey, he overcame hey, depression. Hey, he overcame hey, death hey, in his hey, life. I can't respond. Okay, Dave, hold on. Let 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 Villar respond. You still on hold, Dave? Go ahead, Villar. Like I said, he was just one of those people that run, run, and run until he won. And no politician gets in there with an agenda of a land grab. He did that in the end because the North was running out of money and he wanted to take land from people oh, in the South. That's how you make money. That's how you made money in this country was to take more land because you could do a lot with land. But nobody said that he got into office to take oh, land. God. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. Now, Villan, let Dave finish. Dave, go ahead. Respond. 
Yeah, when you go ahead and you look at history, what he went through between fighting depression, anxiety, bankruptcy as an attorney. He was an attorney that traveled from county to county practicing law. He had a very strong experience, and he also had a very strong experience about slavery. He's very much against slavery. And there's also that part where he stepped off a train one time. There was a little girl there, and the little girl took his hand, held his hand. He put his hat, his top hat on the little girl's head and she was a black girl, she walked him over to one of the places where the blacks were living in such squalor, and, and Abraham Lincoln thought it was horrible, and that's why he kept our country he kept our country together from dividing, and he also more? chased more? slavery out with a broom. Yes, hand clap, hand clap, hand clap. Okay, did on, he or did on. he not own slaves? I'm saying to you... Did he or did he not own? Come on, bring it down, brother. I mean, the man trying to go over my okay, question. Radio. So, okay, all right, so... So if you smoke pot in the past, but then try to get your children not to do it, you can't do that because you wow. smoke pot in the past. I you get, have I no get, standing. I get a you have no ability. I get a metaphor. But the history, the history that you're giving is wrong. Did he owns slaves. Yes or no? Wrong. Right, it's thanks, a yes or no so question. Much, See what I mean? Yeah. yeah no. That's nonsense. No. He owns slaves. Vilan, I really want to know where you're getting your historical facts from. Did he or did he not own slaves? I want to know where you're getting your historical facts. Did he or did he not own slaves? A ton of our founding fathers own slaves. That's all. All I want to you know, know. But, that's but, but, called but, being a hypocrite. Who was the man that got rid of it? He's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. Villain. Okay. Have a lot you, of them spoke oh, wait, good. Time, oh, wait, stop. Time out. Have you ever read any books on Lincoln? Come on, man. No, 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 no. That's yes. a valid question. Yes. I mean, like biographies, autobiographies. Oh, you ever read uh, Doris Goodwin Corn? No, I didn't read that. Team of right. Dude, no. I'm, read these books. I'm telling you, it'll give you a different perspective of of, of the pressures and, and 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 I mean, Lincoln was under a lot of pressure to not free those slaves. All presidents can say they under a lot of pressure. I don't want to hear that nonsense. He lot. owned slaves. Okay. Period. All right. Let's move along. Uh, let's go to. Craig from Mount Greenwood. Craig. Hey, uh, good, good uh, to hear you, uh, John. And, uh, well, Verlon, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but there's a little disagreement there, but that's all right. Uh, you know, we're, we're all friends. Anyways, my point, and I want to make a couple points, and then I'm going to give you a, um, basically sum it up. But on January 6th and everything like that, uh, there was um, basically uh, hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters out there, and um, there were... Um, Probably about a thousand that went through to walk through the Capitol with uh, Trump Trump clothes on and flags and all that kind of thing, and there was about two busloads of people with Trump paraphernalia that uh, basically got around the Capitol and they were blazing hell and busting up uh, windows and doors and causing all kinds of damage and everything. But um, by and large, close to a thousand people that went through the Capitol they went through there peacefully. There's 14,000 hours of, of, of film and everything that nobody can get to see. And then there's all kinds of uh, emails and all kinds of phone and everything. Nobody gets to hear or anything like that. And we've got um, many, uh, maybe even a hundred or whatever, all these um, patriots. And when I say patriots, I mean just, just conservative people. These are people that went through the uh, Capitol uh, with um, flags and so on. They're languishing in a jail for a couple of years. Now, here's my bottom line. I believe that January 6th, beyond a shadow of a doubt, will go down is the day that our country ceased to be a free nation. What went on there with the three-letter agencies, with all the setup and the thing and all the the misdirection plays, but that's bad enough. But we ended up crossing a line that we can never go back on. We put um, innocent Americans for basically their political beliefs behind bars, no chance of bail, no getting out, no nothing. They languish there. They're getting sick and everything like that. 
it's the most important thing in our history um, since we gained our freedom. Yeah. And I don't know. We better watch this. Uh, uh, these Republicans since this came in I there. Agree. I don't care what I the agree. hell they do. They couldn't do nothing. They, they already gave away the purse. They got nothing to do with money or anything. <laughs> they better get this straightened out. Otherwise, we don't have a nation. That's nothing true. will ever get better until we get January 6th straightened out. Yep. Thanks so much for calling us, Craig. Let's go to uh, Chuck from Devlin. Devlin. Man, this dude can cut a rug. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> Holy smokes, I, I, I want what Daniel's on. I don't know where he's buying his fire water. <laughs> uh, so as, a, as an ancestor, as a descendant of somebody who came here in 1852, my family that was in Crown Point, Indiana, was part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. They did not send anybody to fight in the Civil War because they were opposed to it. Okay? What started the Civil War, which everybody doesn't really want to admit, is... The tariff of 1824, mm. and the tariff of 1824 was renewed and renewed and renewed by the Congress every year, and that was a say that was a tax, four bales of cotton per ten. Villan, I said 40%. economy. That was part of my my answer. So he's right. So, so it was 40 percent. So so they said, well, we're not shipping anything out of Fort Sumter no more to England because they got rid of all their their wool and all their wool manufacturing and went to cotton, which was which way more productive for them and put their people in cotton, food, yeah. clothing, and shelter. And they turned around and started shipping out of New Orleans. And, and, and that was, so when Lincoln got in office, he went down south and he went, went with federal troops and started taking over the plantations and said, no, you're not doing that. Chuck, would you and say then, it again, please, for me? Tax, right? Tax. Okay, that's what he said. Yeah, he like, he, he said, wait, wait. Chuck, Chuck, hold on. Chuck is saying that's a part of the reason. That's what, not what he said. He said it started it. He said it. He oh, said God. it started. Okay, blah. Okay, we're done with this conversation. Well, no, right. Hey, Chuck, thanks so much for calling. We got Sean Thompson calling in. All right, what's up, buddy? Sean Did from I- Elmwood Park. <laughs> Did I not tell you don't break the show? Was that the only instruction I gave you? Just <laughs> break the show. And then you had that big dummy come in, and you're breaking the show. My phone's blown up. I got the top down. I can't even enjoy myself. <laughs> First of all, Verlon, you big <laughs> Nobody speaks for me. Uh-oh. Secondly, secondly, don't have a don't you know, if a caller is going to call up and talk about how he held the country together by killing half of it. That's kind of stupid too. Thank so you. let's keep the stupid down to a minute minimum. Wait, 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 John. Wait, wait, wait. He's talking. I'm asking him a question. Wait, let him talk. He's he's giving you. You don't interrupt he a man in the midst. Interrupt me. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, John. So here's the thing. It's a complicated circumstance. The biggest atrocity is very simple. The president unleashed the military on other citizens. Correct. That's we're game over, right? All the rest is an argument. You want to have an argument? I love the argument. 13, 13 states got rid of it. They abolished slavery without a shot being fired. Yeah. The tariffs of abomination started 40 years before the war. They're 30-ish. Yeah. And that led to a lot of tension, a lot of economic extortion, kind of like what we're going through now. Exactly. It was clear that the federal government had picked its favorite citizens, and it wasn't the ones making the noise. Instead of having a discussion, like people with an IQ over 60, and showing that in the Declaration of Independence itself, that's what broke slavery, and so did the Enlightenment. But to, to do it in race and to ignore... The thousands of years people of all races were yep. slaves. Yep. 
mainly the, the, the ones named Slovakians. That's why you call it slave. There's a lot going on. So you got to have, first of all, you got to have a, an IQ over 60. So Verlon, you're right on the border. And then <laughs> you got to, you got to talk rather than yell. And you have to have a point. My point is very simple. No matter what the disagreements are, Americans should not be killed by their government. That's a simple rule for me. True. The rest of it is all noise. Yep. Uh, did, did he hang up on it? Did he hang up? Sean. No, I'm not. Uh, oh, I'm right here. Oh, but, but the thing about it is, is what, what's upsetting me to the most is that people keep saying that the Civil War was fought over slavery. I, it's a lie. It was a byproduct. It was fought oh, because. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. It's, it's not it's, a lie. It's, 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 listen to me. It's, a, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. It's a component. But what was that phrase you said? What's upsetting me to the most? I'm not sure that's even a sentence. <laughs> what I what I want what I want what I want you to understand is that's what's sold. That's what everybody could understand, and that's what's sold. That got a lot more support than we decided to raise everyone's taxes because back then they didn't have income taxes; they had tariffs, yeah. and they had they had VAT taxes. We decided to pick out a very specific section of society and tax them into poverty because we didn't like them. You, you, you do realize that there's a small fraction of the people in the South had slaves, yeah. especially when you came to the fighting. The, the rich guys didn't fight the war. It's just like now. Yeah. But it, my argument has always been very simple. No matter what the disagreement is, the idea that the federal government, which is supposed to represent the citizen, can unleash military force on citizens shows you why you should never trust government. That's right. Because all they now need is a sales pitch that sells to the public and sells to the majority, and now they can kill their other their fellow citizens. That's this true. is the biggest problem I have. With. That's true. Okay? Well, all the rest of it can be argued. Everybody with an IQ knew slavery was bad, yet it still exists. What country does it still exist in, Verlan? Yeah. Well, the continent, yeah, Africa. which is Africa. Yeah. Africa. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're going to go, you go, oh, you continent? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, your one yeah, subject you think you got a better grade you. than me? Okay. On my worst day with the flu, I could outside. <laughs> right, go don't break. break my freaking show. I'll come back and all hell will break. <laughs> we got to go to break. Thanks so much for calling, Sean. And Lincoln didn't own slaves. Uh, we listened to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. <laughs> he did own this is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. As you heard, he just called in. He basically gave Milan an English language, English lesson. <laughs> Well, uh, why do these people come out to you? I love it. Oh, good lord! It brings out the best. All of right, let, let's kind of let's kind of pivot for a bit because I wanted to bring on Attorney Tom Devore um, to yeah. to talk about not just the Safety Act, but Tom Devore was recently uh, attended a, a Illinois GOP meeting um, up in Bolingbrook, and I, and I thought he had the most level headed response about what should be done going forward with the Illinois Republican Party. Uh, for, joining us now to talk is former candidate for Attorney General of the State of Illinois, Attorney Thomas DeVore. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. What's up, John? How you doing, brother? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep Villan's, um in check over here because this guy is, he's losing You're it over here. Sean, 
you're turning Sean's show into a completely different thing now. I heard you, you really liking that. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> wasn't liking it. He's like, no. But, but, but Tom, what's up, man? You, 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 you've seen the fight. You've been a part of the fight. You're part of the, the, the you know, what's happening here in the state of Illinois. Um, I, I, I heard you speak at that event, and I thought you really had the most level-headed response to what needs to be done. So talk to us. What needs to be done? In the, because you have this fight that's, hap- that's happening right now with the grassroots and what, what some people call the establishment. Uh, how, do we, how do we repair that breach? How do we fix what's happening in Illinois so that we can win? You know, it, it's funny, John. What, what we now call the establishment, which is generically means people that have been involved in the political process for some amount of time, there was a time in the past where they were the grassroots people, and eventually they acclimated over to being in the positions they're in and have been involved for a long time. So there's nothing to be taken away from these folks. But, but ultimately, the, the reality is that the Republicans in Illinois are never, ever going to win a statewide election or a regional election unless they create infrastructure to compete with the Democrats' infrastructure. Yeah. The Democrats are fortunate to have Governor Pritzker's resources, so to the extent they don't have to rely upon the grassroots as much, they can hire that army of people that they need to go out here and get things done. The Republicans don't have that luxury because they don't have any money. They don't have a plan that anybody's going to give them any money. So if they want to be competitive, they have to rely upon the grassroots, and that is not something that they're willing to accept. I'm not going to talk about Don Tracy or or, or any of those other guys, but the reality is they have for far too long uh, been doing a lot, you know, on their own because the grassroots up until two years ago wasn't nearly as active as it is now. That's true. And so and so they now find themselves resisting the grassroots being involved at every step of the way. I don't know that it's done consciously. Maybe it is, but it's certainly the reality of what's happening. They have no desire to, to let the grassroots people participate in anything. I mean, you've seen the executive committee appointments that Don Tracy's made. He appoints everybody that's been involved forever that live in that echo chamber of what we generically call the country club Republicans. Yeah. They can continue to do that, John. They're never going to win an election. Nobody's going to support them. The grassroots have no interest in helping them. And on their own, they will completely be ineffective. And in fact, the state party will be useless and the foreseeable future as it relates to trying to be competitive in any election. I know how we need to go forward to win elections statewide, and the state party is not going to be able to play a role in that uh, because they just they're resisting any ability of having people, you know, that they see. I'm just be honest, John. They see as beneath them in the political realm. They they don't want them involved, and and, and it's sad, but it's the truth. You know it as well as I do. Yeah. Tom, how do you win here in Illinois if the the party is fractured for one and the conservatives don't want to change strategy and go after the black vote because i'm sorry you have a 95 percent black vote nationwide and it's it has to be even bigger in illinois so if you don't want to change strategy and you want to preach from on mount high and tell black people how they should live and whatever else that you think the conservative principles are how do you win in Illinois when you don't even go into the black community and engage, and engage black people about the black vote? That is a very complicated conversation, and, and let me give you the 30,000-foot view. Uh, I don't, you know, the conservative within the Republican Party certainly is there. I don't think that, that they, they don't control the whole Republican Party. I mean, I think there's more moderates in the Republican Party than you might 
uh, be led to believe, but you don't hear from them as much. You Just like in the Democratic Party, you hear from the left-wing nutjobs, and you hear a lot from the ultra-conservatives. So in order to, to get to the black communities, you know what Republicans don't do? They don't talk to the black communities. I was probably one of the very few Republicans yeah. the last election cycle that actually went there and talked, and et cetera. But, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in the, in the black community and the minority communities. But let's set that aside for a second. Even if you're able to accomplish some of that, you're never, ever going to win an election in Illinois statewide if you don't harness the mail-in ballot system. Right. So the Republicans got to do two things. There is about 2 million people in the state of Illinois that don't vote. They're not registered to vote. When I say they don't vote, not only do they not go to the polls, they don't, they're not even registered. 2 million people. The reason that they're not registered to vote is because they don't care about government. They don't like government. They don't want anything to do with government. Just leave me alone and stay out of my life. That's typically a center-right-leaning person in their, at least their belief structure. We got to go capture as big a share of those two million people as we can. We got to register them to vote, and we got to register them for mail-in ballots because they don't care enough to go get up on election day and go vote. So we got to make it easy for them. Second thing we got to do is the Republicans this last turnout and even before aren't doing a very good job of getting out to vote. Right. Just in my little county alone, let me give you an example. Hey, hey, hey Tom, um, it yeah. looks like the producer telling me we're running up against a heartbreak. Can All you right. hold that thought and yep. um, join us on the, because uh, I, I also want to get into the safety act um, with okay. you after the break. You listening to the Sean Thompson okay. show. We're talking to attorney Thomas DeVore. We'll be right back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, I want to let Sean Thompson know we're not breaking your show. We're expanding your show, buddy. <laughs> don't 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 get it twisted. Mr. Sean Thompson. <laughs> Before the break, we were talking to um, uh, candidate for Attorney General Thomas DeVore. Uh, if you guys remember, Thomas DeVore was the person that went after Pritzker, sued him, and gave us some uh, a lot of relief uh, throughout all the craziness that was happening for the last two and a half years. Um, I know Tom, you were you were you wanted to finish a, a portion of what you were talking about. We also got some callers on the line too. That I have some uh, a couple of questions for you. So go ahead and finish your, your the statement you were making, and then because uh, you were talking about what, what Valon's question was, how do we win in Illinois? It's a math game, John. It's electioneering at its finest, at least with the laws it is today. The Democrats are playing it, playing it well. There's enough votes in Illinois, but we got to go get them. We can't just try to beat the drum to get people to vote on November eighth. We'll never ever win another election then, because the Democrats will not underperform with mail-in ballots. If we maximize voter registration statewide, maximize mail-in ballots for Republicans and center-right independents, the only way we'll ever win an election, John. That's true. That's true. Um, and, 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 you know, Kevin from Austin wants that. He has a couple of questions for you. So I'm going to patch Kevin in. Kevin, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. You're on the line with um, Thomas DeVore. Thank you so much. I appreciate your call. And I think the difference you have from Sean is, Really don't hang up on people when they're trying I to don't. make a point. Yeah, I don't he do that. yelling at you, and then he hangs up on you before <laughs> you can finish your thought. Yeah. Anyhow, Sean, I love you. I hope you were having a good vacation. Tom, the question I had for you is, where you live, uh, how many precinct captains 
or precinct committee chairs are vacant at this point? As I know, the like precinct, in York Township, I mean, I live in a little county. So we've we've got one or two. I mean, I'm actually a precinct committee person in my area, but you know, we have some vacancies, but we're not near as big. But that that apathy that I think you're pointing to, sir. Uh, I mean, it, it, it speaks to a lot of issues, but there's a lot of vacancies, and you get up into the bigger collar counties, there's a numerous amount of places that are vacant. And, and so, my, exactly, so my point is, if the grassroots can get up, like, so York Township, for example, I know, just as far as what I saw on the uh, website, they have 28 vacancies. And if, if you could steer and, and harness that energy of the grassroots to become precinct uh, committee chairs, uh, and you know, in Chicago, they call them uh, uh, committeemen, captains, and committeemen, yeah. and also that helps influence and vote who are the office holders higher up within the party. And you know, I think then when you're at the table at the, at the right room, uh, you'll have a little bit more influence. And I hope by doing that, you can grow the Republican Party, and uh, you know, have that infrastructure ready to get the vote out at the right time. I don't disagree with that, sir. I, I would say that yeah. if their precinct committee persons are not, you know, putting them in a precinct committee role, a lot of precinct committeemen just sit there and don't even know what to do because there's no structure. But we, we have to speak to the significant number of people in this state that don't pay any attention to politics. They, right. they maybe know who the governor is. Right. They, they're low information people, low propensity. We got to go get that ballot and get them to vote for our candidate. And it's, it's not the same thing as traditional campaigning when you're trying to convince those who participate to vote for you. we got to go out and get those, because the Democrats are doing it. That's why they get 80%, 75% of the mail-in ballots. It's because they're it's going and getting Yeah, I think it's a both and. I said I agree. I think it's a both and. I think we can do uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. Encourage people. We to have to do both, Absolutely. Chew. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. And Thanks I so much, Kevin. Uh, all right, brother. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, there's another one, Mike from Sherwood. He has a Safety Act question. Mike, you're on with Attorney Tom DeVore. John, Tom, good talking to you guys. Missed talking to you, John. Hey, got a question. My Mikey? <laughs> yes. Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Merry post-Christmas. Yes. Happy New Year to me. Yes. Um, pray for you both on this. Uh, Thank you. You know, the Safety Act, I have a question. The far western suburbs, how does it really, I'm going to give a couple quick questions. I know I want to listen. The Safety Act coming up January 1st, how does it really affect the areas like the far western suburbs that don't see the crime as much? But there has been a uh, propensity to try to go ahead and scare people because what my 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 perspective i see the issues really happening in the major cities in illinois such as chicago rockford east st louis springfield those places that have those issues we're out maybe in the far western suburbs you might not see that and then two would we possibly ever see a judicial resistance out in these areas that are resisting against the safety act where you might get a judge that might declare the law unconstitutional and put it a put a stay on it well, there's a case. The judge is supposed to issue a ruling today on the case that's pending, so we'll see about that. But the practical issue is, is it's going to. It depends. It's going to depend upon the culture of the county that you're in. You know, the the most unconstitutional provision is that the, this new law tries to tell the court that if someone is in front of you on an alleged crime, you've got two choices, judge. You can let them out on their own recognizance, which means just a promise to comply with the conditions of release, 
or you hold them until their trial. There's nothing in between that typically would have been akin to your promise is not enough, so you got to put up some money to try to incentivize that promise. So when you take that away, judges are going to be in a position to where they're just going to turn everybody loose that maybe their promise alone is not going to deter future further crime when they're out, or judges are going to hold these people in jail without any opportunity to get out, which causes serious constitutional problems because you can't deny bail to most people. Only very rare circumstances can you deny bail. So, And then it would flood the county jails and there would be no room. Yeah, so you're going to, if you flood the county, if you have a judge that just says, I'm going to hold you, because if, if the judge says, you know what, this is kind of a dangerous guy, and I'm not going to let him out just based on his promise, because I need cash bond to not only if you get let out, you lose your money if you don't listen. That's the system. So the judge may say, I'm just going to hold you. And if he does that, what's going to happen, I guarantee you, is the attorneys are going to take that up on appeal as a violation of their civil rights, which it is, unless unless you've been accused of committing a very serious crime like murder or armed robbery or something like that. You have to offer that person some kind of bail conditions. You can't just hold them because their promise alone is not enough. So that's going to make it to the courts either in January or if this judge deals with it now that's in front of Kankakee County. So what's going to happen depends on the county that you're in. Uh, But if a judge just says, you know what, I can't hold them without bond, it's unconstitutional, I'll just let you out and on a promise to return. Well, that's going to incentivize further crime because people are not going to have any any care about, well, if I break the law... I'm not going to lose my five grand or my ten grand. So uh, that's how that's going to play out, and you know we'll see. Yeah, thanks so much. For now, calling real me. quick, real quick. I've, I've also heard that if you know one of the reasons they said that they have to let some of these people out is because they have to make a specific person as a threat. You can no longer say a threat to the general public as a reason for holding them or putting cash bail. Is that they correct? They changed that in this most recent trailer bill. Yeah, which okay. was smart. Thanks Thank so you. much for calling, Mike. Thank you. Um, uh, Thomas DeVore, we have uh, probably about 45 seconds. Talk to the people really quickly about what you're doing. Um, uh, you have, I know you have a new web. I mean, it wasn't new. You were doing it before you ran for office. The, um, what, what, what's the next steps for Tom DeVore? Well, generally speaking, John, the step is to try to figure out how to put a plan in place to where Republicans can win elections. You know, everybody wants to talk about it, but they just want to beat on a drum and they don't want to do anything. So we're trying to put a plan in place. And as far as what I've got in my, you know, for me personally, I'll let you know in a few months, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm still thinking about coming down there for New Year's, so I'll let you know. Please, sir. Yeah. Please, come and see us. I will let you know. Uh, Attorney Thomas DeVore, thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson Show. All right, my Show. friend. All right, buddy. See you, John. All right, you listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside of the troublemaker who has caused a lot of trouble today. <laughs> Villan. <laughs> hey, I can have uh, Oh, good Lord. Here we go. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin. Jim, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. 
Well, good show, guys. You're certainly lighting up the uh, airwaves tonight, that's for sure. So, <laughs> yes. Good job. Anyways, I called before about electrical grids, but since other things have been mentioned, I had a nice conversation last week with uh, Marty, who used to be the mayor of, of, of South Barrington, and they're doing some work like this with ballot harvesting for the election coming up uh, in the spring. And that's absolutely what we have to do. We have to sit there and reach these people. Jennifer Santalitro, who is a rising star in the LNA GOP, who, by the way, was given grief because we had on Mark Vargas' show by these same people that don't care if we win or not. Um, she said only half the Republicans in her district came out and voted for her. Yeah, they didn't that's, come out. That's the problem. They right. didn't come out. So we got to get a better message. And also with the FOID cards, you know, it's said that only uh, 30, 15 or so percent of FOID card holders are a member of the Illinois State Rifle Association. Yeah. So I think we should reach out to all the gun shop owners and get them to get these people to become members of the Illinois State Rifle Association and to do the same thing, to try to get to sign up for ballots to be sent to their house. And it's a huge uh, market that we can harvest these ballots from. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of these people aren't voting, and we got to get them involved. Well, I'll have their lobbyists on tomorrow. Ed Sullivan is joining us tomorrow um, uh, from the ISRA. So he'll be yeah, on, on, on tomorrow's show. Yeah, because I'm a life member of both NRA and Illinois State, but... You know, there's a lot of people say only 15, 15 or 20 percent of FOIA card holders are members, and they, the, all the gun store owners should encourage people. Yeah. It's it's very cheap to join. It is. I think it's like twenty dollars. Like, $25 like twenty dollars. Because yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's you know, I went to an event the other day at the drink in, in Schaumburg. It was for a guy's a little party. A Modelo was eight dollars for a, a bottle of Modelo. Jeez. Wow! <laughs> so three Modelos, man. You can be a member of the three or four, three or four beers. You know, you can. No uh, Miller Lite for you? Fun. What? You moved away from Miller Lite? <laughs> no, I'm, I like. Well, I like Miller Lite. I like Modelos and Coronas, and you know, I'm not a hard liquor man, though. That's for sure. So. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us, Thank Jim. You. Good Valley. show, guys. All right, Bye. buddy. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Linda from Naperville. Linda, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, Thanks hi, John. Hi, Verlon. How's it going? I'm hitting a bad cell area, so I might, you might lose me. Uh, I'm calling in response to uh, DeVore talking about apathy, and I'm going to tell you I was a 20-year-plus uh, local committeeman, you know, elected, not elected, worked wherever they wanted me to be, and I got disillusioned finally with uh, elites, and I don't care if they're elites within the par- Republican Party or Democrat Party, but it's, you know, they, they make all the decisions, and I think a lot of the reason the party is suffering is that they will not embrace the regular person that they're attracting, you know, with conservatism, but it's like, you know, don't listen to them. They're just the peons. You know, <laughs> I, I, I got disillusioned. I, I worked last. I worked for the party was the first uh, Rauner election. Uh, but I mean, this is the party that brought us Rauner not yep. once but twice. Yep. They brought us um, Mark Kirk. Well, no, they didn't bring us Mark Kirk. They brought us Tammy Duckworth, and they brought us uh, Senator and then President Barack Obama. And I'm sorry, I just think they don't have a handle on it. So it's not apathy. Some of us just threw our hands up and said, forget it. And if you look at the township that I used to serve, yeah, there's a lot of vacancies there. And I don't think it's just apathy. That's true. Thank you. And by the way, John, we met at one of those events. I think it was you and Tim Scott were were the head Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, um, Evelyn Sanguinetti and... Yeah. yeah. Yes, I yeah. remember now. And uh, and I had a really nice long talk with Jeannie Ives that night. Yes. And I'm all for it. And the fact that, that, that the party didn't serve her well either. No. And so they brought us Pritzker. I mean, come oh, on, you know? Gosh. This is Imagine- crazy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out of touch. 
Yeah. Imagine if oh, she voted and put signs up for Biden. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for calling, Linda. Uh, wow, that's two hours already. One, one more hour to go. I'm 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 having fun. You still having fun, Villan? I'm still having fun. Uh, Teresa, Philip, Nick, if you want to hold the line, we'll take you at the beginning of the next hour. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. We will be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Sean Thompson show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, who's driving somewhere. So you know it's not Illinois because he said he got top down. Yeah, <laughs> enjoyed some good warm weather. So we know he's not here in Illinois. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he's probably got cigar. Show with off, his gangster lean. Show off. You know, you know, you know what my nickname for him is? What? White ice, black, the white ice cube. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think you, him, I've heard you say that. Before. I call him, he, he, dude. He's he's a gangster. He's yeah. the white ice cube. He doesn't play. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, again, red. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> oh, I'm always grateful when Sean, you know, allows me to come here and, and run his show because you know people don't just let, especially Sean. He doesn't doesn't just let anybody come and sit and, and run his show. So it's I'm always grateful that he. He extends this offer for me to do it. And, and now for three straight days. That's good. Tomorrow's the last day. So, uh, Valon, let's let's clean off these calls. And then, oh, what, what, oh, okay. Well, yeah. but save well, fuel for I, last. I am. I am. I am. Because y'all want to go into y'all blackness stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Teresa from the Gold Coast. Teresa, welcome to Black and Right. Oh, it's Sean Thompson Show. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson Show, not Black and Right. Oh. Wrong show. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Good evening, John and, and Philon. Um, regarding assimilation, I have no problem with people coming to America who will put in the work to get their citizenship, learn English if they don't speak English, yes. respect their laws, and share their culture. I love yes. different cultures. I mean, we wouldn't have restaurants if people didn't share their That's cultures. Right. But that being said, you know, America has become a free-for-all. That's what it's become, and that's not what America was meant to be. Yep. I agree. I mean, this multiculturalism and this, you know, the whole salad bowl approach to to, to, to a country, I mean, that's that's it's not good. Sorry. Just not good. Right. I'm not with it. it I'm not either. You know, I, I say come if you're going to respect our country. If you're going to, you know, produce for our country. If you're going to... You know, work for our country and and go with our country. Speak our language. Yeah. Get you, your citizenship. You sound like a person that believes in the Constitution, right? I do. So, so, <laughs> yes, so, I do, do. so do you believe in the freedom of expression? Because you can't. That's that's very contradictory with what you're saying in most Americans. Because we know hosts mm-hmm. and we know people who put down people that look out of the norm, that, that don't wear the traditional crew cut. Or the Betty Boop, or whatever else. You know, people that express themselves and express their inner beauty in different ways, they get put down. They get called sideshow bobs and everything else. So it's either you have the freedom of expression or okay. you're forced to assimilate. 
to what America thinks you should be? Um, I would go for freedom of expression with respect. Respect to what? That's how I would put it. Respect for what? Um, in other words, don't shove your beliefs down my throat. You know, don't be uh, telling me that I should accept you for this or for that, um, because that's your business. I mean, that's your business. But we're not so talking live about your life the way you want to live it, but yeah. just don't throw it down my throat. Right. And, you and, know and, what I'm saying? And, and to me, Vilan, help me understand when you say freedom of expression, are you talking about mm-hmm. the First Amendment? Yeah, the first, it's in the First it, Amendment. There's no freedom of expression. There's a free there's a free exercise thereof, and there's limits to that too. Do you know that? Uh, this, there's, there's a free exercise because there's no. It's not about freedom of expression, but, but what that means is it protects citizens' right to uh, practice their religion as they please, so long as their practice does not run afoul of of government. Um, a public morals or, 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 or a governmental interest, I think. But we're is. not talking about religion. We're not talking about ideology. I saw the press secretary Thanks, get disrespected just because of her hair. Yeah, but 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 that's just not, because that's of her not hair. What the Constitution is protecting, though. Oh, that, that you said freedom of expression. Yeah, that that's not that's not the language of the Constitution. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not because it's not about the freedom of expression. It's it's the free exercise thereof, and and what that's speaking to. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. It, it, it's, 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 it's an exercise. You can exercise your expression however you feel. Right. I agree with her. Don't shove it down my throat. But just because I come out looking a certain way, I shouldn't get put down or talked about yeah. because I wear my hair a certain way. Did you way. support Donald Trump? Yeah, I support Donald Trump. Did you Did you hear Donald Trump talk about everybody? He gave didn't talk everybody a, a nickname. He never talked about a beautiful black but woman's he gave, look. He gave everybody a nickname. He, he downplayed them all. Okay, that's no excuse. He still never talked about a beautiful black woman like Jean-Pierre's looks or her hair. He never did that. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go to Nick from Kenosha. Nick, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show, and thanks for holding. Hey, I'm so sorry. I, I, I've only heard him uh, a little bit. Your name is Verlon, sir? Yes. Yeah, okay. So um, I had a friend... Um, she was college educated, got her entire degree paid for um, in the state of Wisconsin. I hired her um, at my practice, and she went to not only my location, but other locations, and just couldn't stop talking about victimhood and how, you know, she's, she's looked at different because she's black, and then she shaved one half of her head, which, again, I didn't care at all. But I mean, I just I want to know your opinion on on victimhood when no one complained that that she was African American, no one no one said anything, and so she started to talk about that at other locations, and that's why not only was she fired for that, but then she one day told me because um, that I was eavesdropping on conversation, um, go exploitive, kill yourself. Mm. Wow! You know and, and 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 then what was I supposed to do? If I fired her, then then you, that's it. But you, I, I I'm just curious as to your opinion on natural victimhood. While this this girl was hired from me because I I saw some talent in her, right? Um, but I, I I just didn't understand why it was so prominent or so like n- no one said anything. 
You were you were with you right, were, thank you so much for calling in. You were within your rights and uh that was just her, uh, her personal inside feelings coming out. But me I've never you, I've, you've never heard me cry victim. I'm just speaking up for the for the atrocities and the past wrongs. That's what I'm I'm speaking up about, but I've never been a victim. Villan, can I ask can I, I got a post question for you. This is from um uh 69 a minor on um, uh, Rumble, right? Yeah. Is it you're upset that a black woman was attacked? Because did you ever defend Jen Psaki? Did you ever defend Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Or is it just because they're coming after a black woman? No, I'm offended that they would call her Sideshow Bob. They never called uh, Huckabee or Saki. Did you hear some of the stuff they called? They never called him Sideshow Bob because of the way they look. They call this beautiful black woman because of the way she wears her hair side show bob the only thing i'm upset with john uh, pierre about yeah. is her being gay that takes her off the right. calendar for somebody like me Wait. that's the only why, the reason why i'm upset with her no villain so when they called saki uh pippi longstocking when they called her i did hear that. when they when they called her carrot carrot top uh why didn't you defend her pippi long if, if it's about defending pippi people long and their free stocking, expression pippi long whatever her name is was a beloved <laughs> character just like Shirley Temple oh, or whatever oh, else. Oh, here we go. No, so that's what it is. It's a beloved white it's who character. You, it's who you, whoever you characterize the person as. If the the person has to be some loving, Carrot Top is a lover. Everybody loves Carrot Top. Okay. But why didn't you defend that? She is a redhead and but he's what, a redhead. But, oh my, Valon, you're too much. You're too much. Right, let's go to let's go to Terry for the South Side. <laughs> Terry, South Side. Yeah, so so a lot of this I'm getting from Thomas Sowell, which is another crying shame. Love Thomas. That's a black man that made himself. He just the the left really just doesn't like what he's saying because it doesn't go with their narrative. So nobody, most kids don't even know who that man is, which right. is a shame. But at some point, everybody's got to realize that some cultures are just better than other cultures. I mean, how do you explain Asians who look different and uh, you know, but. Uh, Everybody can identify an Asian, and don't get me wrong, there's always some hate there. But why don't they have the same problems that other nationalities have? The only thing different is culture. In the 1800s, when the, when, the, when they were fighting the Chinese and we showed up with better technology, they adopted it. They wholeheartedly said, we're way behind, let's catch up, let's do yep. it. And then they came up and here we are. And this victimhood thing, I don't understand. The Democrats, people do talk about it. The Democrats been the ones from the very beginning to hold people down. And then right when the Civil Rights Act passed, they said, look, who we can't hold them down like that anymore. Let's help them to death. Let's make them victims all the way through. I mean, they've shown kids that if you tell a kid, hey, man, math is your thing. You're going to kill this test. Do it. He'll score better than that same kid if you tell him, ah, oh, man, you're not very good at this. It's against you. Like, the teacher don't like you. But try your best. He'll score worse. Yeah. They've done studies on it. But the difference, so the, the, the difference, Terry, the difference, Terry, is between us and the Asians. The Asians wasn't robbed of their culture when they came to oh this country. We were robbed of every essence of our being, broke down into nothing, and educated only to a point to work. They didn't want to educate us at all, but I, they educated us to a point where we could understand thanks, their Terry. English and work. I'm glad you said that. It's a perfect segue to this because the people fought and died for the chance to get educated. And now you know how they help you to death? No, oh, your standard, grade standards, that's racist. We're going to take away grade standards. Now they can teach your kid anything they want. 
That's There's true. no standard to hold them to. That's Find true. a way to keep these kids. And in comparison to cultures, are you kidding me? Could you imagine? To every African that's here right now, if slavery was never a thing, they'd be sitting over in Africa trying to figure out a way to get and, it. And, and wait, stop, Terry. <laughs> thanks so much for calling. And I, I may lose every vestige of black card I got left. <laughs> I am so glad I understand the American culture than the African culture. Because you know what? You look at what's happening in Africa right now. I'll, I will spend every waking minute. I will send me to America, then staying in Africa. I'm sorry. Guess what? If I lose my, if I lose whatever little black card I had left, I'm okay with that. How about that? Okay. Right. You that, keep that, you, saying that they they stripped from us. They did. You know what? And I'm glad. I'm glad because we are the greatest country in the world. And guess who lived? Guess who's a part of that? Black people and guess what we've done great things in this country that we wouldn't have been able to do in africa brother sorry i want you to use all this time because i want philip yeah because he's gonna oh, tell you Terry, a new one i don't give once a crap. we come back from i break. don't give a crap what phil can do okay what's well, you the know, rest of this time i i don't give a crap what phil can do <laughs> you know I, i'm an independent thinker i'm a critical thinker i think through things i don't i i, I don't you know you can tell me what you believe and think, I give you that opportunity. Well, I, I can't even give you that opportunity. You can think what you want. You know, you can believe what you want. I'll never take that right away from you. But your new Kaepernick style <laughs> wants to do that for others. Okay. All you right. know, Phil is your, your good daddy, man. He's, he's been your good teacher now. Is it time for break? Uh, no, no, I want to hear Phil. <laughs> well, we got two more calls before Phil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Uh Uh-oh. There it is. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Host of the hit radio show, Black and Right Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7. While you're at it, why don't you go follow all of my social media platforms? I'm on Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, I see I'm gaining more Twitter followers, too. I guess the shadow banning of me on Twitter has has been complete. Well, you know who took over? Yeah, well, Elon. Um, Elon. Dude, you remember this, this audio clip that I played earlier? I mean, to be totally frank, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. Is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true, and if not more true than people thought. There it is. Yep. There it is. I mean, if, if we, and Congressman Mike Boss, I hope he's, they go after these people and, 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 and figure out. I know you don't. I know you with the whole private company. I'm okay if they get the Section 230 removed from Twitter. I'm, Twitter wants to do what they're doing now. I'm okay with that, but but you're afforded government protections. That means that's that means we the people gave you that protection. And if you come after us, I want to see you fall. I want to see you go down. I'm sorry, Twitter, Facebook, all of the the social media platforms that are colluding with our government. Valan, this is this this happens in third world countries. This happens with totalitarianism and and Marxism, Marxism and communism. This happens there. It was happening way back with Kennedy, man. These people that was... The CIA and FBI, These people it. that was working there were FBI, CIA, whatever else. Nothing's going to ever happen They didn't have these tools they have today, though. They didn't... The technology they have today... I understand. They didn't have that. But the man. people that was banning and all the rest of that, we found out from Newsmax and others that they were F, former oh. FBI agents. Nothing's going to happen to those. Well, I don't know if I want to take an anonymous call. Okay. No, let's go with anonymous. Anonymous. Oh. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Anonymous, you there? 
I'm here. Hey. Yes, people like who they like. Can you, can you, yes, yes, sir. So I love your show, first of all. Thank you. Um, the other gentleman you're with, I don't, I don't, I don't know his name, but I have to Troublemaker. His name is Troublemaker. Yes. Okay, Troublemaker. <laughs> they call me that, too, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I disagree that people have to like a certain color. I'm a very dark-skinned woman, right? And um, people have said, hey, you know, she's dark, blah, 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 you know, spick, whatever. But you know something? I never took it to heart because I know a lot of Native American people, for example, they're still in those in those in the boundaries. Yeah. And no one considers them anything. But here and they've been here before. Right. Anybody else was here. But you don't hear them, you know, crying over the phone and media and this one or two, but it sounds like you can you sound like a like a snowflake. I'm sorry. Yeah, well what I'm saying is the name calling is below the belt. You don't have to you, I, see. I disagree with Lori Lightfoot about her policies. I never talk about you her don't looks. Call her Beetlejuice, I don't right. call her Beetlejuice. I don't call her Eddie Monster. I don't the, the, all the names that I hear yeah. people call her. I never do that. Grady, I talk Grady, about the you policies. Don't call her Grady either, now you right? could talk. I don't. Uh, that's uh, per, I know that's perfect. That. Gentlemen, you're right. being a gentleman for that, and that's great. It's a good example. But not people are not like like you. There are a lot of people out there who just don't like like my color of skin, for example. I've had people tell me that. But I don't give a rat's cahoot because you know something? I like I like who I am. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm going to press that message around, people are going to be angry. They're going to become very sensitive. And instead of colluding and saying, hey, you know what, we have to stick together. You know, we are, I think it's you sending your own message to people that we, that, that as a society, people who are of color are very sensitive. And it really well, they are. that way. They you are. Know? They you really, know, are. Really, really And they are. They are. And that's, like, for example, like, I don't, I don't like women's soccer. I think it looks, I don't like it. It's kind of boring and it's, to me, it's kind of dumb. I don't know why, but I, a male soccer, I'll watch it anytime. Yeah. I'll sit there and watch the World Cup and it's my own preference. Right. People don't, it's my own choice and, and if by you saying, we have, a, we have to like this person with braids, you're making me, you, you're forcing me to like someone I don't want to like and that's, that's beyond. No, that's I beyond never said you did. I, I never said you had to like her. I'm just saying, the name calling is below the belt. You could disagree with her policies. I didn't mm-hmm. say you had to like her looks. I like her looks. No, you I that. wish I Did like her. Say? I like her looks. Oh, I wish I know. What I wish is. she was a sh- a straight woman. This African I, lady, you know, I, I I like her, man. I mean, she's beautiful, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying the name yeah, calling. She, she is. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I just don't I'm like just the name call. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, you know, you should not make someone like somebody like you. If you don't like me, you're bad. No, everybody. I can't like purple. I like green. You know, I yeah. a person can't make people do that, and that's kind of what I got from your message. Anonymous, so, do, you, do you listen to Do you listen to my show, Black and Right, on Saturdays? Yes, sir, I oh, do. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for I, calling I us. I support you. You're welcome. Have a good night, guys. Thank you too. You too. Bye bye. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is now. You dated an African woman. Oh, hey man, come on, man. Your roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes it, it all makes sense now. Your daddy feel <laughs> feels your daddy, your teacher. What else is he to you? <laughs> because that's who Kaepernicked you. We gonna, uh, we gonna run Blake, away to Africa again. I gotta give that to Blakemore. Blakemore called you. He said Falon has been Kaepernicked. <laughs> Whatever you had. Uh oh, let's go to uh to, oh. Tony from Riverside. John, Hi. two things. You? I have three points to make, but first of all, I'm just to say I'm going to talk to Sean that next time you're co-ho- that you're hosting, 
I'm going to co-host with you. <laughs> Let's do it, too. To Verlon, I want to just say I would challenge you to a battle of wits, Uh-oh. but I see you are unarmed. You know, Verlon, you know that 43% of free black heads of families in South Carolina own slaves? Of course because, I know it was uh, black slaves. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. The other thing is, too, they had, Sarah Huckabee was called disgusting yep. and the butch queen yep. first time in drag at a ball. Yep. Not even the transgenders or the gays got upset or defended her. And lastly, do you really think if Donald Trump said something like, oh, she's a fine-looking black woman, how do you think that would have gone over, Verlon? I didn't say he, he's supposed to say anything. No, you said he never complimented a black woman. No. That is what you said, No, dude. no, 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 no. You, did, you well, didn't say that. No, I didn't. Okay, JP. This, this he is, didn't know her. This is what I said. What? I said Donald Trump never called a black woman a name. He never called... Any black people, any names. Amarosa, didn't he call her something? No, he didn't call yes, he her. Did. Any, After she when she, when she said she was, uh, uh, what did he say? He said he called she her was, something. No, he didn't call her a name. He just said she was low rent or something like that. <laughs> he said she was okay, low rent. Okay, but what I'm telling you, sir, is you need to like pull it, rein it in a little bit, because I got to be honest with y'all. I like John. I love his show on Saturdays. But, you know, I'm thinking that you're on like kind of, and I don't mean, don't you know, just take this for what it is. A little bit of a racist side here. Ooh, I'm, like Jesse, I'm like Jesse Jackson Jr. Bring it on. Don't, don't hold right, back, dude. Hey, hey, Tony. Don't Tony, hold it on. You can't argue with me. Let me tell you, you'll lose. <laughs> hey, Tony, we got to go to break, but thanks so much for calling. But, Tony, guess what? Thank you, John. He, Bye, Verlon. He hangs out with the progressives too much over at 820. <laughs> See you later. See you later. <laughs> All right, we're getting close to the field. <laughs> we're getting close to the field. I'm going to save Phil for last. And, Phil, I will give you an opportunity to speak. Uh, Phil, actually... Call, uh, hang up and call back because I don't want you to get um, um, chipmunked on on that line. And Sexy I promise you, devil, even in a high pitched voice. That's right. <laughs> hang up and call back, Phil, because I don't want you to get um, chipmunked. And um, I, I will give you all the time. I won't overtalk you. You know that's my style. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show at AM five sixty. The answer. AM560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, and it has been a very eventful almost three hours now with the troublemaker. Everybody, I'm so glad the heat has all been focused on you, Verlon. Hey, bring it on, baby. And, and, and I was we were talking during the break, Vlon. I, I, I promise you, if you read Thomas Sowell books on on race, uh, I believe he had one called Intellectuals, the Intellectuals and Race. Um, I'm telling you, you read his books. I think it will. I think it will change some of your perspective of of of. Of some of your beliefs, I should say, uh, his his book on discrimination and disparities. I mean, you 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 have to read this guy. This guy is is probably one of the best minds when it comes to to, to race to, to uh, economics. Uh, I think I really think I really do think it'll it'll help change. And Dinesh D'Souza has a a book on race too, really pretty thick one. But I think it'll help you. I I'm really gonna let Phil respond to that. Oh God, you only, you def, you you deferring the field now? Yes, I am. You. Um, let's go to Man on the Street. Man on the Street, what's going on, brother? 
Hey, uh, Mark Watermiller, Man on the Street. I'll be real quick because I want to hear from Phil. I'm a man on the street, but Sean Thompson doesn't want me to be his man on the street. And I just heard that he's still listening. So hello, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on, buddy? I got another person for you to follow. Walter Williams has some great stuff, and I'll let you guys Google that. I don't want to comment on Abe Lincoln. You can look at the History Channel. I don't want to get any debate, but... If you guys want to follow up on some good local stuff, Illinois Reviews got some great articles this week about the Illinois GOP. And I'm going to remind you guys, I'd like you maybe uh, tomorrow you could talk about uh, the homicides in Chicago. Last year there were 845. 80 of them were Chicago public school students. This year there's actually less, 735 homicides. So I want to talk more about what's going on in Chicago. And I'd like to hear Verlon talk about that. And a little less about Abe Lincoln. So, Ooh. but you can follow me on Twitter, and I, I'm uh, I'm try- desperately trying. They cut off a lot of my people, but I'm going to hang up because I want to hear from Phil and I want to hear what Berlin has to say. But All let's right. keep our eye on the ball here All in right. Chicago. Thanks, I'll talk brother. To you guys soon. Thank you. Take it easy, man. All right, Phil from Blue Island. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I know you've been itching. Uh, What's going on, Phil? Thanks. thanks. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, brother. All right, go hey, ahead. man. First of all, I want to. I just want to recognize the. Uh, the Chicago police who have been um, hit with a rash of suicide. Oh, I mean, man, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just painful. I know, painful Phil. Of, of what they're going through and what they're experiencing every day. And so this Was there another one? Kind of dedicated. Uh, um, man, it's just one is too many. Yeah, I know. You know it's like one, three in a week or so something like that, right? It's 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 been crazy. It's, yeah. it's And to come out the month, I mean, it, it, <sighs> it, we're the highest in the nation. I know. Yeah, so it's it's pretty sad. So thanks for that, Phil. Um, just keep keep the police in your mind, thanks and, for that. Uh, in your in your hearts. Um, my paramount is this struggle is to save the union, and is not to save or destroy slavery. If I could save the union without freeing any slaves, I would do it. Abraham Lincoln, okay. eighteen sixty two. Okay, so. I know you, you hate to go back in the past, but a lot of your callers and you yourself always bring up the founding fathers. And, and, and my question to you is, what happened to the Native Americans? What do you mean? What happened to them? I mean, I know this country was from, from east to west, north to south, was full of people of Native uh, American, actually well, if you want to go back further in history, Afri- actually African Americans, because we already uh, uh, didn't determine that that Columbus was was a farce. So my question to you is, let, let, let me ask a question. Okay, white people came here, Europeans came here, mm-hmm. and murder, genocide, mm-hmm. all the Native Americans. Yep. How many millions? I don't know, but it was from from. I mean, I, mean, I have this other other. Um, I hope I can hear it is. Uh, um, it was. It's called the, Pat, the Dakota Warriors. Uh, on December 26, 1862, the largest mass execution on U.S. history took place under the order of Abraham Lincoln. Over 4,000 settlers gang gathered. So y'all just got in the big old 4,000 of y'all come out just to watch the hanging of 38 Dakota Warriors in Man Man Mankato. Okay. Back to uh, Minnesota. Okay, real quick. After that hanging, after the hanging, the state made it illegal for Dakota, made it a, to be Dakota, putting a boundary on the scalps of many men, women, and children. Right. So 
we were talking about a simulation. But okay. if you have now, let me say this to be fair. A lot of like I told you, I'm glad you finished. Have a simulator. Uh, Verlon has, in some ways, assimilated. A lot of other black people have assimilated. That's true. You know, into the religion, into the workforce, into the politics. But a lot of us also have a certain amount of uh, of, uh, historical knowledge, which is African-American history connected to American history. And we know a lot of these things that uh, Lincoln did and why he did it. We know a lot of these things on how a lot of Africans, Americans fought in every war that ever happened in America and and still had to come back to America and face Jim Crow and couldn't get jobs and actually were beaten and, and in their uniforms, how we would treat it. So a lot of us have this information. So to expect all of us to just assimilate without making any noise, without uh, uh, uh like, like you had a caller just a minute ago say uh, uh, somebody, some, I think South Carolina, have blacks own slaves. Yeah, but blacks were owning slaves, but they weren't treating them like Oh, they were the worst. Racist were No, no, no. Black people no, were the no, worst. No, no. They were the worst no, slave no, owners. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Oh, no, oh, no, come on, come on, come okay. on. Let me finish. Because okay. that's, that's crazy. See, that what we you're doing now is making the purpose. Wait, Phil, hold on. We got about 45 seconds. We got to go to break, and we'll come back. So go ahead. What you making now? When even the argument of, of slaves uh, over in Africa, when they were talking about the slaves, uh, blacks were selling blacks into slavery. You know, that's making the victim the perpetrator. But they it's did. A game. But they did. It's a game. But yes, they Sin did. Q. But okay, you know how, how did it Q? start? You, you remember? You know who Sin Q was? One of the biggest slave traders from on the continent of Africa. Sin Q. But but how did it? But how did it start? With with the Portuguese and other other uh, 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 European countries coming in and wanting to, uh, to to have slaves, and they said, "Well, we're gonna take the tribe of, of John and pit uh, them against the tribe of Verlon, but we're gonna give right. John alcohol and guns, <laughs> and so you go hey, and Phil, you're gonna Phil, attack Verlon." Right. Hold, hold yes, your thought. Man. I told you we we gotta go to break. Uh, but Phil Sin Q was one of the biggest biggest slave traders, and you know what they did? They used other African kings and 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 to go after and wrangle up other blacks or, or african slaves or african kings or the, whatever yeah and they paid them <laughs> that's, that's, under the threat under the threat them. of the gun and they paid they them they had though. them under the gun too but they were paid they were they paid had them under the gun and i, I want to talk about the native americans here in the, in, in in america uh, i got to take on that too you listen to the Sean Thompson show we'll be right back I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. Oh, my man. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I know Sean is probably still in his drop top saying, what? John, why do you have this guy Phil from Blue Island still on the line? Phil, I got to give you one more minute because we we're getting ready to go. You know, it's almost the show's over. So I got to give you one more minute for your closing. Go. 
Well, I was thinking, thinking I know Sean is <laughs> right. probably steaming right exactly. now. Um, no, I'll just I'll just say that you know, a simulation is not as easy for some as it is for others. Uh, I think a lot of us have, and uh, and and the, the the fact that I think a lot of us were here when uh, before the first European got here, um, and the greatness of Africans. I, I know we we were, we were building uh, civilizations and cultures yeah. and sciences and for five for fifty thousand years. Even before, uh, uh, even uh, uh, I ain't gonna go that far. But <laughs> we were we were doing things in Egypt and Africa and before I when it was that. just one I continent. Agree. So I, I would just say that we are great people. We come from a great history, uh, and to deny it as as you do, I'm don't. not African. I'm I not. This, I'm not African. I think it's kind of shameful, nope. and I think it's I think it's I think it's hurtful to your ancestors. I, da- I disagree. But with that being said. I, I know you do. I know you do. But you don't have to be right, and you don't have to be wrong. And that's why I'm black and, and right, baby. That's why I'm black and right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to go ahead and leave I just <laughs> think that a lot of bum. white people don't understand the history of assimilation and the cruelties that come along with, with it because they just talk about it like la di da Like la di da just assimilate. Right, Vilan, Vilan. It's unfortunate. The Indians ran up against... Um, those from England and lost. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens when there's war, when there's war for land. Um, I, I'm okay with that. I really am. War is a necessary evil. I believe in it. I don't. I don't. I think sometimes we we we. That's the first. To your point, in some ways, that's the first thing we 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 run to. Uh, I don't think sometimes we don't have to always run to war, but I. But it's messy. It's ugly, um, and people die. I hate that fact. My my, I've learned that my father served in World War II, you know, and you know that's a he's a hero. The men and women that go out there and fight, um, I love them. But assimilation is is a, is a needed thing in America. I'm sorry. We can also learn from our tortured history and be better than that. We can be we can grow from it and be better than that. Right. But people just aren't aware of. It. All right, now now I got four calls on the line. All right, I'm going to give you guys each tw- twenty five. Seconds. You gotta. If you don't go twenty five seconds, I'm gonna have to hang up. Uh, David from Lansing, go. Hi guys, borders and immigration. Lately, I've been watching Yahoo News, <laughs> leaning uh, sites, uh, you know, left leaning sites such as Yahoo, and reading the comments. It's amazing, jaw dropping, on how like su- economically suicidal they are. You know, this is not a color thing. Yeah. Immigrants are coming from. Politically socialist. That's my point. Thank, David, that's and, my point. I gotta go. Uh, Mike from the South Side, 20 seconds. Go. Thank you, John. Thank you, Verlon. Right. Uh, one big problem I have with double with government overreach is that all these liberal activist groups seem to be cool with it. Except when that's it except when it hits thing. them, Michael. Thanks so much for calling. Dominic from Glendale Heights, go. Twenty seconds. Yeah, Marvin Gaye's the better singer. Come on. And you still have oppression because of the politicians in this country with free money and free everything. That's this true. is the problem. Thank you, Dominic. Mike Melgen, you got fifteen seconds, go. Yeah, uh, Verlon has no standing to make a claim because after the Civil War, there, every black was offered a free boat ride back to Africa. Oh, boy. All right, you listen to the Chef <laughs> Thompson Show. Guess what, guys? We'll see you tomorrow. Same bat station, same bat time. Uh, it's going to be a great show. We're gonna be ta- we are going to be talking about crime in Chicago tomorrow. Uh, Verlon and I are going to mix it up. Eddie Sullivan from the Illinois State Rifle Association. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.